Welcome to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Conversations with Kate and Carrie. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We are going to talk a little bit about marketing from a different perspective. Uh, we are continuing our Money Talk Month because, well, money makes the world go round. And everybody seems to think a lot about money in the month of April usually because we're filling out taxes. Uh, so we seem to think a little bit more about money in the month of April, and we wanted to take a different perspective. So today we are going to take an even, well, broader look. I was going to at... say scarier. scary. <laughs> I think it's just a broader look in marketing and definitely a, a different angle when it comes to what we need to do as childcare professionals when we are taking a look at ourselves and our business and how we need to look at bringing families into our mix. So Carrie, I know that you and I talk about this a lot between the two of us. So let's start with a story. Which story do you want to talk about? I mean, we I have so many. Share a story. Give me a story. <laughs> okay. So um, the story in my family growing up was that, now this is going to date me, so some of you may not recognize these references, so just stay with me, we'll explain them, that my brother could sell ice to Eskimos, and I couldn't sell shoes to Imelda Marcos. Eskimos are what people in the 70s called the Inuit people <laughs> in Alaska and Canada. We used to call those people Eskimos. That was, you know, that's not what they call themselves. So Inuit is the appropriate term. Uh, and Imelda Marcos was the mother of the person who is now in charge of the Philippines. Um, and she was famous for having rooms that were like a thousand square feet full of shoes. She had like, I there was something like she never wore shoes twice or something like that. It was ridiculous. Um, and so that was the story I grew up with because my brother sold everything to anybody. And I was always like, no, I'm not doing that. No. Um, but yet I managed to fill up my schools <laughs> and have waiting lists. And it took me a little while to get comfortable with it because when I thought of it as selling, I didn't do it. So okay. I had wait, 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 wait. I'm not in sales. I'm in childcare. Yeah. If you want to get paid, you're in sales. <laughs> every okay. school leader, every teacher is in sales, whether that's what they signed up for or not. Okay. So I want everybody who's listening, everybody who's watching, however you're hearing this right now, I want you to stop. I want you to put in some pause and I want you to go get a piece of paper and a pencil because this is going to be something that you're going to need to stop and think about probably because most of us think of us as educators, lovers of children. We are people who are emotional. We love people. We are not here to sell and this is not what we signed up for. And I think that this is something that I don't, don't, don't tilt your head at me. <laughs> um, 
this is not what we thought we were doing. Even the entrepreneurs who get into this business, the majority, I won't say all, but the majority of them that we have worked with in the last, and this is where I'm going to date myself, in the (laughs) last 30 years, very few of them get excited by the concept of having to sell their program. And selling the program is all about what makes you different. Okay, Why but you... when you say sell the program, some people may be like, I don't even own it. A church owns it. What do you mean I'm selling it? <laughs> well, you're recruiting families, you're recruiting staff. So if you want a family to enroll in your program or you're trying to recruit a staff person, you are selling your program, right? So right now we are definitely selling our program when we're trying to get staff because right now that seems to be what everybody's talking about. So if we're in recruit, 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 because we need to get staff before we can enroll, enroll, enroll. <laughs> we we use different terms. We call them enrollment. We call them recruitment. But right now, I don't care what you call a spade, a spade. Um, it's a five-letter word, and it's sales, sales, sales. <laughs> so, and I mean, it's it is a weird concept, and I, I I can feel people pulling away and being like, I don't need to listen to this episode. <laughs> Stay with us. If you want to be able to pay your staff what they deserve, you need to get comfortable with the concept of people paying you. And in order for people to pay you, you have to ask them to pay you. So if you don't like the word sales, which I get, I didn't like it either, but asking someone to give you money, (laughs) that is what enrolling them in the school is. You're asking them to give the school money. You've got to do that. And for some of us, again, some new people went, ooh, asking for money. I don't like that either. I understand. I hear you. I feel you. Do you want to pay your staff what they're worth? In order to do that, you have to get people to pay you money. So let's look at it from the other perspective, the one that Kate and I have come to over you know, more than five days. We'll just say that. Okay. It's been more than five days. Um, And it is, is your program of value? Is your program a good program? Think about it. Is your program one of the better programs in your area? If the answer is yes, then here's the next question, which is, if you don't ask someone to enroll, are they going to come to you or are they going to go to the program down the block that is not as good a program as your program. If your program is one of the best ones out there, you've got to ask people to enroll. Well, and not only ask, you have to, and and it's not just selling, right? So you have to help, you have to educate, right? Okay. So um, if you are at all into advocacy and you are passionate about just early childhood education, you're passionate about education, right? sometimes you'll hear people talk about advocacy as educating the legislators. Well, that we're doing the same thing here, right? We are educating the parents on why your program, why your program versus somebody else's program and why your program is worth 
what you charge, okay? So if your program is the best in town, then your program should cost more than the other programs in town. So when you're doing market research, if your program is in the middle, as far as quality, it's average, your staff are average, your staff get paid about what everybody else gets paid, then fine, let your tuition be average. But if you want and have the best program in town and your staff are the best trained staff in town and you have the best program in town, then your program should cost the most in town yep. because at some point in time, somebody has to pay for the best staff in town. Here, here's another uh, another lens on it. If you want to eat beef for dinner, you can go to Burger King or you can go to a really nice steak restaurant. They are both serving you beef and potatoes for dinner. One you can get out of there for five bucks. Well, the other one, <laughs> Have you priced the hamburger recently? <laughs> Okay, but I'm doing McDonald's or Burger King. I'm not even doing P. Terry's, but we're just getting the burger and the fries. That's all we're getting. Or we can go to the steak restaurant and have a nice steak with roasted potato, roasted rosemary potatoes. And we're going to spend $40 for that same thing, which is essentially a cow and a potato, <laughs> right? <laughs> Every child care center in your town is providing you bring us your kid. At the end of the day, we return your kid and they're only slightly dirty, <laughs> right? And they're safe. We're keeping and them safe. safe. They've stayed safe. So if all you want to sell is McDonald's, then you have to market like McDonald's and you have to get more butts in the seats because you're charging less money for them. If you want to have lower ratios and be able to pay to have your staff get all the training they want and pay your staff what you want, then you have to be offering the steakhouse. Right. So, so, so are you so, so are you a burger, burger and fries or are you a... Steak and potatoes. Yeah. So are you a filet mignon? So if you are a filet, then this is your opportunity to make that decision. And this is a mindset change. And we realize that. And so it's up to you. It's not up to us. I mean, we can help you and we'd love to help you. I mean, that's what we do. We help early childcare professionals change their way of thinking. And we've been there. We have so been there. We have been the middle of the road. Yep. We've never been at the bottom, but we've been the middle of the road. And we've been the middle of the road because we're trying, we're listening to our families, right? We know what our families can afford. But we've also been the filet. We've been the downtown program with the lawyers and the doctors and the senators and the, the legislators who can't afford and want the best program in town. And we've had the staff who make ridiculous amounts of money in early childcare. But it's not necessarily even the location because we've also had programs That's in true. neighborhoods that were up and coming. And, you know, a third of our clients were getting federal assistance to pay for their childcare. It was the question of, did I want to be the baby warehouse <laughs> or did I want to serve the families to my best ability? Sales is service. If you have a good program that you are proud of, if you don't ask them to enroll, you are doing them a disservice. Would their child be happier 
healthier? Would they be better prepared for life if they came to your program? If you don't think that the kids who come to your program are better prepared for life after coming to your program, then you need to change your program. And if you think that the kids who come to your program are better prepared for life after coming to your program, you need to sell. You need to enroll families. And if you don't, you are robbing that child of a better life. Every time you don't ask um, or, you know, hand them the enrollment paperwork and say, so do you want to take this spot that is open this week or do you want to get on our waiting list for the one, um, you know, for six months from now? And this is not, this is not sales and chase them down. This is assuming they're coming. So you don't have any doubt that they want to come be part of your program. You know they want to be part of your program because you've got the best program in town. Why would they not want to come to your program? So this is a no-brainer. If you feel like you have to chase them down, you have to give them discounts, you have to go, oh, well, I'll waive this fee if you come on board. If you're chasing and discounting and giving them stuff and giving stuff away, and then you don't want them. They're not your client, okay? We talk about discounts. We talk about giving stuff. We talk about added value. There's a difference between follow-up, follow-through, and added value. That is not chasing them down. That's not constant calling. That you know, If they don't want you, there's not a good fit. So I'm hoping that that helps because I've heard some stories in the last month or two from parents about centers that keep calling. And now granted, the parents aren't just answering the phone and saying, hey, you know, it wasn't a good fit. But there was that sense of, of desperation on yep. behalf of the child care center. And we don't want you to, we don't want you doing that. This is not about you sounding desperate. This is you sounding like you're sure that that child care center is a good match and that that family is a good fit. So if you're calling and you're leaving a message, say, I'm calling to let you know we have an open, we have an opening for April. Sorry, that's, I was doing the child's name, April, not the month. Okay. So hi, I'm calling to let you know, we have a, a spot for Jolene. That's not also a month. Yay, Jolene. Uh, so we have a spot for Jolene uh, for May. You are the next person on the waiting list. We will keep that spot for Jolene until Friday at 3 PM. If you would like to enroll Jolene, give us a call or email by Friday at 3 PM. Otherwise, we'll go to the next person on the list. Give them a cutoff time if you're calling them or emailing them. You need to let me know quickly because I got other people who want that spot. If you have no one else on the spot, I don't, on the waiting list, I don't care. You still tell them 3 p.m. on Friday. That's two days away. They got two days to make a decision. That is more than enough time. That is longer than their dealership gave them to buy a car. <laughs> like we can do this. They can make this decision in that amount of time. There is a center that I trained the director, but she's been out of my hands for a couple of years now. And she's been hearing, she's been mostly listening to the voices of the clients. And so she's given away the farm right now. And her owner came to the director class <laughs> recently. And she was like, She's saying that we need to, you know, stop doing the enrollment fee. And I was like, well, have her call me. 
we will have a conversation because yes, finances can be tough, but we don't give everybody stuff for free when they enroll in our program just because times are hard financially. We match the program with the appropriate families because to not match them with your program is doing them a disservice. It's robbing them of the opportunity to come to this wonderful program. And if I enroll them now and I don't charge them the enrollment fee, then I'm going to have to be invoicing them $5 every time we're going to go on a field trip or we're going to have a field trip in. So if I don't get the $100 up front, I'm going to invoice them $5 20 other times. It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Don't do them the disservice of that. Enroll Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So hopefully this helps you guys kind of get a perspective on how you as a director are a salesperson. Um, if you're trying to figure out how your staff are sales, um, we can pick that up as a different episode uh, because that in itself uh, is a whole different mindset for you as a director when training your staff and what that looks like as far as your staff being your raving fans and how they present themselves and really honestly how you equip them uh, uh, and you know even maybe some incentives uh kind of kind of come along with that uh, and we, we will be talking about staff stuff in may so you know yeah. expect something like that later in in the year but write that down right <laughs> what i want you guys to leave this podcast with is selling someone on a quality product is doing them a service, is giving them a gift. And if you don't like them, if you think they're horrible people, then don't sell to them. But if you think they're good people and you think that you have a quality program, you've got to ask for the sale. You've got to enroll them. We'll Absolutely. Share this episode. Share with everybody you know. At least if you are not the owner and you are the director, share this with the owner. Share it with your board. Um, help them change their mindset so that you are understanding that not everybody who comes through your program is always going to be a match. You need to find that match. Leave us a review. Come listen to us next week. Thank you for listening to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show. 